Good evening. Today we have something new and spooky. This is the very first episode of The Dark Circle. What is The Dark Circle, you ask? Well, our usual episodes of The Tea Circle are all about sharing the goodness going on in the world, trying to uplift each other, and just trying to spread some positivity. But we thought it would be fun to do a bit of the opposite. So today we have... A bizarre story about a group of people claiming to have all seen the same eerie TV show from the 70s that never actually existed. We have four disturbing and unpleasant facts, and something that's a bit weird, which could be a creepy myth, a mysterious legend, or a strange conspiracy theory. So if you're ready to take a sip of spookiness, then lock the door, cozy up, and join us in the dark circle. There'll be food and drink and ghosts. And perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. There are things that go bump in the night. And they mostly come at night. Mostly. Let's hope that if aliens do find us, they'll come in peace. We all go a little mad sometimes. So before we get into it, I am actually recovering from a cold, so I might sound a bit weird. And I'm also trying to make it a little bit, a little bit spooky. So we'll see how it goes. Anyway, I have a story for you. This story is about a TV show from the 70s that a group of people all claimed to have watched when they were children. The thing is, this show never actually existed. So were these people all telling a lie as part of some elaborate joke? Or did they all truly experience some kind of communal dream? Or rather, nightmare? Let's take a look. The story started through an online forum which was about a 70s show that featured a little girl who imagined herself to be friends with a bunch of pirates, which is said to be called Candle Cove. Commenters in the forum started sharing their memories about the show. The show was peculiar because there was one particular episode showed every character screaming for the entire length of the show. They all stood in one place and did nothing but scream. And the little girl was the worst. Like she had been going through hours and hours of intense agony. As the memories of the show were being shared, everyone was sure that behind the so-called cute and low-budget image of the show, there must have been something dark and disturbing going on. But one memory shook the entire forum like an earthquake. The main villain of the show was a skeletal character named Skin Taker. His mouth slid back and forth instead of opening and closing. One commenter even recalled that during an episode when the little girl asked him about his mouth, the Skin Taker ignored her, looked right into the camera and said, To grind your skin. But the story gets even better. One commenter was quite curious about the legitimacy of the show, so he asked his mother to recall whether she remembered any 70s kid show named Candle Cove. She was quite surprised that he remembered it. Apparently he would ask permission to watch it and then proceed to tune the television to static and watch Dead Air for 30 minutes. So the show never actually existed, but everyone on the online forum who had never previously met all claimed to have seen the same show with the same characters and the same experiences. But if it never actually existed, then what was it? I think it could either be something paranormal, 
where all these kids were in some kind of trance at the same time and witnessed the same events. Who knows, maybe demons have their own TV shows now. That's cool. Or maybe it was the government testing some kind of mass brainwashing technique on anyone who happened to tune into that specific channel. Maybe it worked, and they're still using that same technique today. Ooh. Or the most realistic and less interesting possibility is that people on that forum telling that story actually all know each other and are just talking nonsense just for a joke. Or maybe there's some other possibility that I haven't thought of. Maybe it is completely true, in which case it would be pretty creepy. Either way, let us know your thoughts, either by emailing us at teamattheteacircle.life, contacting us on Instagram at theteacircle.life, or even in the question beneath the episode. Moving on, I have some disturbing and unpleasant facts for you. I'm so used to giving you all feel-good and uplifting facts, but now I'm excited to get into a little bit of the opposite. So the first fact is... Corpse medicine was a thing in Victorian London. For hundreds of years, people believed that consuming certain parts of the human body was a cure for whatever issue they had, otherwise known as corpse medicine. Corpse medicine was at its height in the 16th and 17th centuries, but carried on well into the Victorian era. Medical texts specify which body parts were good for which ailments, and there were even recipe books that explained how to prepare them. There was one belief that candles made of human fat could cause paralysis. They were called thieves' candles, and there are records of them being made into the 1880s. And one text from 1847 states that the skull of a young woman mixed with treacle was a treatment for epilepsy. It's not and it doesn't work, so don't go around beheading anyone for their skull. Go to the doctors. This fact makes me extremely thankful for modern medicine. I'm glad at some point the human race had a conversation and realised that corpse medicine wasn't effective. The second fact is, ancient Persians used insects and bugs as part of an execution method. So there is an ancient Persian execution method called scaphism, where the victim was placed in a hollowed-out log or in a narrow boat, with their hands and feet tied to each end. The victim was forced to consume milk and honey until they were sick, and then they were covered in milk and honey to attract flies, insects and vermin, which would go on to bite and sting the victim, climb inside any unprotected orifices, plant eggs and so on. The victim continues to be force-fed, so they don't have any chance of dying of thirst or starvation. It is said that victims succumbed to tortured madness, experiencing the nightmare of thousands of insects on their skin, burrowing into their eyes and ears and nose, filling their mouths, while worms and parasites bred in the filth at the bottom of the boat and squirmed up into their bowels. They would eventually die from a combination of exposure and infections caused by insects and faecal matter entering the bloodstream. One account of the execution claims that the victim took 17 days to die. Well, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't want to die that way. It doesn't sound too fun. I did have a conversation with Devin not too long ago about our preferred method of execution. The options were hanging, burning, beheading or electric chair. I think Devin chose electric chair and I chose burning. You know, the ginger hair and all. Gotta stay true to it. But we didn't have scaphism as an option, so we might have to 
have that conversation again at some point with more obscure methods of execution. We might save that for T for Two. Look forward to that. Oh, you know what? That's going to be the poll for this episode. Your preferred method of execution. So if you're going to be put to death, you can either be burnt alive, you know, just chuck you on the bonfire and that's that. It can be hanged, classic. It can be beheaded, just a quick slice and it's done. Although they do say your brain is alive for a little bit after it happens. So that's risky. And then the electric chair. That's absolutely shocking. But feel free to let us know your preferred method of death in the poll below. Moving on. The third fact is 18th century doctors believed that bloodletting was required to balance a person's health. So there's a lot of weird things in history that people did in terms of medicine and health. And one of them is that in the 1800s, doctors used to cut people's veins open to drain them of a certain amount of blood. The belief was that humans could accumulate too much blood and therefore had to let out any excess blood in order to have good health. That's kind of interesting. I wondered how they figured out that that wasn't the case. Like, leaving a tap on for too long is bad for the planet. I wonder if some of these doctors left the tap on for too long and let too much blood drain out of someone and they ended up dying. Oops. That's so strange. It almost sounds like a historic, weird method of self-care. So this is the 18th century. What are you up to this weekend? Eh, read some books, play some chess, do a bit of horse racing, do a jigsaw and attend my weekly wrist slitting session (laughs) oh i shouldn't laugh i shouldn't laugh but i am it sounds like madness today but i wonder if back then it was like going to the spa or getting a massage it's a bit weird the final fact is mummies have their brains pulled out through their nose so during the mummification process ancient egyptians were known to insert an iron hook through the nostril of the corpse in order to pull out parts of the brain. It was a delicate operation and could easily disfigure the face of the corpse if it went wrong. The brains were then placed into special containers called canopic jars. The process of doing this is called excerebration. I know they believe the brain wasn't important so they would just chuck it out in the bin, but they believed the heart was the organic motor of the body. And unlike the brain, the heart had to be kept intact inside of the mummy to ensure its eternal life. And they also believe the heart was the seat of the body's intelligence, which is quite funny, since they took the real seat of intelligence out of the body a few minutes ago, with a hook. Anyway, that's all for disturbing facts. We hope you enjoyed them. Let us know which fact was your favourite. Finally, we have something that's a bit weird. A myth, a legend, a conspiracy theory, or just generally something weird that may or may not be true. So I figured we'd start with a big one for our first episode of the Dark Circle. The Pyramids. The Pyramids and Egyptians. I know we have a few listeners who are suspicious of ancient Egypt and the Pyramids, so we hope you enjoy this. The Pyramids of Giza have long been a centre for wild conspiracy theories, and I found a few. All of these theories might be absolute nonsense, but it's still fun to dive in and take a look. Starting off with the big one, people believe that aliens built the pyramids. Many people question the Egyptians' ability to build the pyramids, and often ask questions like, how did they lift the blocks into the sky? Where did all the rubble go? 
who made the perfect precise cuts on the rock, and so on. People argue that the precision and technology needed to make the pyramids would not have been possible for the Egyptians at the time. So they think a more advanced civilization with much more advanced tools came down and helped them build the pyramids. But an Egyptologist named Dr. Nicky Nielsen at the University of Manchester knows that the Egyptians built the pyramids themselves, as proven by quarries, diaries, tool marks and other forms of evidence. When asked how humans could have lifted the giant stones used to build the pyramids into the sky, some weighing 80 tonnes, he said they could pull very heavy blocks up a steep gradient using pulleys and a ramp. The actual ramp that's preserved is very steep, it's something like 16 degrees. But even with real evidence, people still believe the pyramids were made by aliens. What do you think? Do you believe aliens came down for absolutely no reason at all? helped the Egyptians make the pyramids and then flew off again. Another theory about the pyramids is that they were built by Jesus' father to store wheat. How much wheat does he need? Jesus. Ah. <laughs> Based on the quote, square, stone and rubble, biblical theorists claim that Joseph built the pyramids to store wheat. This comes from Christians who apparently want to take credit for the pyramids themselves. This theory has been around since the 6th century. But it was brought up a few years ago by a US presidential candidate named Ben Carson. And when he was asked how Joseph got the knowledge to build the pyramid, instead of saying from God, he surprisingly said, well, you know, there were alien beings that came down and they have special knowledge and that's how. Sure, Ben, I'll take your word for it. But that's interesting how even religious people claim aliens built the pyramids and not God or any followers of God. So, we've had aliens and we've had religion, but there's one more little theory that I want to touch on. The pyramids are hiding advanced alien technology inside of them. So, in the 1990s, a secret door was discovered inside one of the pyramids, and it had red writing on the outside of the door. Zahi Hawass, who is an Egyptian archaeologist, allowed a robot to drill a small hole inside the door and take a look inside. However, he announced that nothing was found inside, yet he refused to give the videotapes as proof, and the Egyptian government banned researchers from other countries from looking inside the door themselves. And obviously, this started a host of conspiracy theories about what could be behind this door. Some believe that it's a great chamber filled with treasure. Some believe that it hides alien bodies that could disprove religion and some believe it is hiding some advanced technology left behind by aliens. Either way, it seems like there is something that the Egyptians don't want people to see. Spooky. And there we have it, that was something a bit weird. That's probably left you with more questions. I know it did for me. What do you think about the pyramids? Do you think aliens built them, or a god built them, or that they're hiding something inside? There's a lot of mysteries behind them. Or maybe we just all underestimate the Egyptians' abilities, and they did indeed build the wonder. Either way, let us know your thoughts. That's it for the first episode of The Dark Circle. We hope we left you a little more paranoid and inquisitive of the world around you. Please feel free to let us know your thoughts on this new dark side of the T-Circle by emailing us at team at the circlelife contacting us on Instagram at thetcircle.life and taking part in the poll and question beneath the episode. We would love to hear from you. 
Devin should be here next time, so you can join us both in the dark circle. For now though, stay safe, stay alert, and stay alive. Goodbye for now. Thank you.